Wholesalers, listen up. This may be one of the most important videos I've ever released. You may be shocked to hear me say this, but you need to stop doing the assignment method when wholesaling houses. Watch this video to find out the four compelling reasons why, as well as three alternative methods that may be much better. All of that and more coming up. For a limited time, you can get a free copy of Jerry Norton's Quick Start Kit with everything you need to flip your first house in 30 days or less. Download it now at myquickstartkit.com. If you're new here, my name is Jerry Norton. I've been a full-time real estate investor now for almost 18 years. Amongst other things, I specialize in flipping houses all across the country, and I've helped thousands of new investors get into the game of flipping and create six-figure and even seven-figure incomes. If you want to learn how to flip houses so you can live your dream life, be sure to subscribe to my channel and click the bell icon to get notified when new videos are released. Traditionally, the most common and preferred way to wholesale properties is to use the assignment method. The main reason why is because the wholesaler doesn't provide the money to purchase the house. He's not even the actual buyer. He simply secures a contract with a seller, and then prior to closing, he assigns the rights of his contract to a cash buyer for a fee, and then the cash buyer brings the cash and buys the property at closing. The wholesaler walks away with an assignment fee of $5,000, $10,000, or more. For example, a wholesaler executes a contract with a seller for, let's say, $110,000, and then assigns his contract to a cash buyer for, let's say, $120,000. On the day of closing, the cash buyer pays $120,000, of which $110,000 goes to the seller and $10,000 goes to the wholesaler. When it comes to making money with real estate, it's a beautiful thing to make money without having to invest personal capital or borrow capital or add value to the property. But as attractive and as popular as the assignment technique is for wholesaling, and even though it's how I've done it for years, there are some big drawbacks that are becoming increasingly more prominent lately, and I seem to be the only educator in the industry that is really addressing these issues. Personally, I think the day is coming in the near future where assignments as a business practice will no longer be a legal and viable method. As such, I'm already moving away from single closing assignments, and I think you should do the same. Let me explain four big reasons why, and then provide three alternative options that are much better. The first big reason to stop doing assignments is because more and more title companies are discontinuing to do assignment transactions. I experienced this firsthand last year on a wholesale deal that I did in Maryland. On the day of closing, at the last minute, the title company came back and said they would not perform the closing because the underwriter insuring title did not want the liability of my assignment transaction. Apparently, there had been recent claims from sellers who were unaware that wholesalers were assigning their contracts for more money, and those sellers felt entitled to the difference in price and submitted title insurance claims. And because of those claims, title considered my $21,000 assignment fee too risky and would not perform my closing. It was a fiasco. I had to find another title company and I ended up double closing and I got my deal done. Now, after that happened, I wanted to know if that was just an isolated incident. So I called my title agent in Arizona who I do a lot of transactions with and she said it's becoming more and more difficult to close assignments, and the overall sentiment is that an assignment creates a disclosure issue with sellers, 
and is becoming too risky to insure. More on disclosure in a minute. When I learned that, I immediately had my attorney create what I call a flipping disclosure addendum to use with sellers. Basically, it informs the seller that my intent is to flip or otherwise resell the property for a profit and that the seller releases any claim on my unrealized future profit. By getting the seller to agree in writing and providing my flipping addendum to title, not only am I providing very clear disclosure of my intentions to the seller, but it also appeases title's concerns of potential insurance claims on my profit. Now, this flipping disclosure cost me thousands of dollars in legal fees to create, and I'll give it to you for free. I'll put the download link in the description below for you. Proper disclosure is one of the biggest complaints against wholesalers, so I highly recommend you use my flipping disclosure addendum on all of your transactions with sellers. Now, I wish that was enough and the problem was solved with a flipping disclosure addendum, but unfortunately, it's not. Title isn't the only one having a problem with wholesalers. The second big reason to stop doing assignments is because of legal ramifications. Real estate law is governed at the state level and most states recognize an assignment of contract as a legal instrument. If done properly, the wholesaler who holds a contract with a seller has what's called equitable interest. And as such, according to contract law, and as long as the contract doesn't have a no assignment clause, the contract holder has the legal right to assign his contract. However, it's not so cut and dry. Assignments fall into a gray area that invites a lot of debate, scrutiny, and controversy. Let me explain using the state of Ohio. Ohio recognizes the assignment as a legal instrument, but does not approve of the practice or business of doing assignments. In other words, a random assignment here and there, not an issue because it's not your primary form of transacting real estate. But once you repeatedly and intentionally enter into contracts without the means or ability to close on those contracts, now the Ohio Real Estate Division has an issue. It's kind of like buying and selling cars. Do it once in a while and no one has an issue. But once you do it more than six times, now it's considered a business practice and you need a dealer license. Assignments are viewed very much the same way. More and more real estate governing agencies are mandating that wholesalers obtain a real estate license and adhere to the same oversight as real estate agents. In the state of Illinois, you're only allowed to do one transaction before they consider it a practice or a business, and then you must get licensed. Oklahoma recently took the position that if you publicly market a contract for sale, aka an assignment, you're acting no different than an agent and must be licensed. Now, my personal opinion is that you should get licensed, not because you're mandated to, but because of the benefits to you as an investor. Now, I've had an active real estate license for almost 18 years, and in my opinion, the pros far outweigh the cons. If you're considering getting your license, watch a video where I break down the benefits, link in the description below. At any rate, by discontinuing to do the assignment method, you steer clear of the legal issues and licensing requirements. By the way, I did videos that break down Ohio, Illinois, and Oklahoma, so if you wanna learn more about wholesaling in those states, I'll put the links in the description box below for you. The third big reason, and for me the scariest and perhaps the biggest reason to stop doing assignments, is the consumer protection agencies are really coming down hard on wholesalers who use assignments and it's ugly. These anti-wholesaler groups are not just accusing wholesalers of being misleading to homeowners by not properly disclosing their intentions, 
but that wholesalers are actually predatory and the public needs protected from them. The argument is that wholesalers lie to sellers by fraudulently claiming to be buyers when they are in fact not, and that wholesalers harm sellers because they back out of contracts when they can't find a real buyer to assign their contract to. These anti-wholesaler advocates claim that wholesalers steal equity and should be regulated at best and preferably banned altogether. Yeah, it's a real thing. They call it equity theft. Now, this is the case with both the city of Philadelphia and the city of Atlanta, who both passed ordinances restricting what wholesalers can do. I did videos breaking down both of those laws, and I'll put the links in the description below for you. Not only do wholesalers everywhere need to step up and perform at a higher level, but I personally want to disassociate myself from the assignment method so that I don't get lumped in with the industry wholesalers being accused of lying to sellers and stealing equity. More on what I'm doing at the end of this video to change that image and help the wholesaling industry become recognized as vital and an integral part of the real estate market. Okay, the fourth big reason to stop doing assignments is wholesalers are a target for the National Association of Realtors, or NAR. Now, as one of the biggest and most powerful organizations in America, NAR either leads or strongly supports all of the previously stated arguments against wholesalers doing assignments. Now, NAR's position is wholesalers act no differently than agents and should be licensed and regulated. Now, of course, from NAR's perspective, that would eliminate competition and wholesaler income would now go through the broker model, bringing it under NAR's umbrella. I mean, someone has to pay for NAR's never-ending lawsuits for violating antitrust laws. Why not wholesalers? But that's beside the point. Stop doing assignments and NAR doesn't have a leg to stand on. So, Given these four big reasons, I have strategically decided to move away from assignments as a business practice, and I recommend you do the same. Instead, I prefer and recommend three alternative strategies. Alternative method number one is to just double close the transaction. A double closing is when you enter into a contract with a seller, same as you normally do, but instead of assigning your contract to a new buyer and possibly opening up a can of worms, instead enter into a new purchase contract with the cash buyer. On the day of closing, you will do two back-to-back -back closings. The first closing is with the seller. As the buyer, you will fund the purchase according to the contract, pay closing fees, and take title to the property. By doing so, you fulfill the terms of the contract with the seller, which eliminates the four big problems I mentioned earlier. Then the second closing is between you and your cash buyer, and this time, you're the seller. Essentially, all you're doing is buying a property and then reselling it right away for a profit. For example, I just did a video where I shared how I got a contract with a motivated seller on a house for 500,000. Then shortly after, I found a cash buyer who wanted the property for 595,000, and we executed a contract. Then on the day of closing, I did closing number one with the seller for 500,000. I had to bring 500,000 in cash to that closing and pay some closing fees. Then I turned around and did closing number two with my cash buyer for 595,000. So I bought it for 500,000, owned the property for a fat minute, and then resold it for 595,000. And after paying closing fees and some commissions, I made approximately $85,000 on the deal. Now, if you missed that video and you wanna see how I did it in less than an hour of my time, I'll put the link in the description below and you can watch it later. And as you might have noticed, the biggest drawback to doing a double closing is having access to the funds to buy the property on the first closing with the seller even if only for a minute. Now, if you don't have the funds for doing double closings, don't worry, I'll help you out. 
I'll give you 100% of the money. To learn how to use my money to fund your double closings, go to usejerryscash.com to register for a free training to get all the details. Alternative method number two is similar to buying and reselling, but instead of finding the cash buyer ahead of closing and doing a back-to-back double closing, instead, you intentionally wait to find the buyer until after you purchase the property. Instead, close on the purchase and then list the property for sale on market. By listing a property for sale on market, your property will get maximum exposure because a lot more people are gonna see your home for sale. Many flippers call this technique wholetailing. It implies you're wholesaling to a retail buyer, thus wholetailing. But I even do this method when it's a cash-only property to find a cash buyer, not just clean properties that will sell to retail buyers. I did a video series where I bought a property in Indianapolis that had foundation problems and was a cash-only deal that I relisted for sale on market using a flat fee service and found a cash buyer. Even after waiting, the deal made more money. And I'll put the link to that video in the description below and you can check it out later. In some cases, I may even do some minor improvements such as doing a trash out or cleaning it and then taking really good pictures. For example, I did a video where I showed how I bought a property where you could barely see the house from all of the overgrown bushes. All I did was spend a few hundred dollars, I cut down all the overgrowth, and then the house looked night and day different. I took new pictures and then relisted it and quickly sold it for a big profit. I'll put the link to that video in the description below and you can check it out later. And the third alternative method is to just do a good old fashioned fix and flip. Now, while not for everyone, I think every wholesaler should learn how to fix and flip. You don't ever wanna be a one trick pony in this business. Some of my biggest profit deals are fix and flips, and sometimes it makes way more sense to keep it, rehab it, and flip it for top price to a retail buyer. Learning how to fix and flip opens so many more doors. Aside from that, by actively doing fix and flips, no consumer protection agency and no regulatory agency can ever accuse me of not being a real investor who buys, renovates, and sells properties. So watch a video where I share tips on how to get started with fix and flip, link in the description. Finally, a word of caution. As you can tell, I am personally very concerned about the wholesaling industry as a whole. I believe wholesalers are their own worst enemies. And while I fundamentally disagree with all of the negative perception about the wholesaling industry that is so prevalent right now, and the reality is that wholesalers play a very important role and are essential to the real estate market, it is true that far too many wholesalers are operating illegally and unethically, even if unintentionally. All wholesalers everywhere need to become more aware of their state laws, as well as these concerns that are out there with the regulatory boards and the consumer protection agencies, and above all else, as an industry, we need to operate at a higher level. The best way to do that, I believe, is to organize as an industry and create standardized training and best practices. And I also think a national association is extremely important to have proper representation. We need a seat at the table and the chance to join the conversation, and I've decided to take this initiative head on. I'm currently in the process with my lawyers to form an official National Wholesalers Association, and I need your support. If you would be willing to join this association and pledge your support, send my team an email at support at flippingmastery.com, put in the subject line, Wholesaler Association, and we'll keep you updated on the progress. Also, if you wanna help with the movement and become part of the solution, 
Share this video on your favorite real estate forum, groups, or pages to create more awareness. And let me know you're behind me on this. Leave a comment and say, Jerry, I stand with you. Let's save the wholesaling industry. And if you're new to the industry, don't get discouraged by these changes. If you think it's now too hard to wholesale, this was never the right business for you anyways. Regulation is inevitable. The industry is too big. All that means is you need to adapt and move forward. Those who do will be wildly successful. Finally, it starts with one person at a time. Watch this next video where I explain how to wholesale honestly and with integrity. And if you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe to my channel with almost 800 videos. This is the number one channel on YouTube for all things flipping. And I'll see you on the next video.